Welcome to an architect and a DJ build a home podcast. I'm the architect and I'm the DJ. Here you go. <laughs> okay, let me go. Uh, this is what we what, what are we calling this? This is the the feedback. It's a bonus episode. Bonus episode. Yes. More of a feedback which is, uh, episode. Uh, listener feedback. Yeah. Where we get to read some of the responses that we have gotten. Yep. from the show from the podcast and let's start with uh, Tasha who sent in a message saying been looking for something like this well done thank you yes. Tasha thank you Tasha uh, Jacqueline just said love love which I think is a good sign <laughs> I think yes so. Yeah. I'll take it as a good sign too. <laughs> and oh, I think it was also Jacqueline who said, I'm enjoying it thus far. I love the relaxed environment so far. I haven't started building, but excited to see to see how to navigate the building journey as a couple. Looking forward to the nuggets. Yeah. And Natalie said, followed all your shows, really insightful. I think if you incorporated real life stories or personal experiences, it would make it would make it more interesting to listen and watch, which I which is true, yeah, and which is what we've been trying to do. Yes, yeah, um, but we do we do love this this feedback that uh, lets us know where we can improve. Mm-hmm. Um, we love the fact that. Um, Natalie, it's Natalie, Natalie finds um, the shows insightful. That's a good thing. And yeah, for the next season, we will we'll see how we incorporate some of the ideas that she shared. I think um, without giving too much away, I think that's what we're, we're, what, what we're aiming for for, for yeah. the next season. Yeah, definitely. Uh, more of those... Uh, personal uh, stories yes. in, in the season yeah yeah and at this point I have to say I apologize for my voice I'm a, I have a bit of a flu so that's why I'm sounding a bit groggy yeah. groggy yeah but uh, I'll live yeah <laughs> you have to <laughs> I have to <laughs> you're uh, the other half of this show true true um, yeah. we have a question here okay it says if I have a project manager to handle the building process, do I still need to be as hands-on and not trust the delegation? Mm-hmm. Uh, and is this just a Zambian thing to have to have your eye on the ball, or is it universal? I think this uh, this question comes from the episode of uh, finding the right team. Yeah. 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 There are lots of challenges that come in this environment. Um, so I think uh, part of the answer to this question is that um, we are we are developing. Um, I think in the in the home building home building industry, um, where we're getting more builders coming in, uh, more contractors working. It's it's a young. It's, it's a young um, industry that's not fully developed and um, in comparison to, like, say, others that we see online in South Africa, um, in other regions, we still have a long way to go. So I'd like to be optimistic in saying these are teething problems <laughs> in us getting <laughs> to where we need to be. And... Um, 
yeah because because those problems are there um there definitely has to be that extra oversight you have to understand the the environment that we're in yeah. and how is it that you are then going to adjust yourself to make sure that you get the best outcome possible then the other part of the question was about um if i have a project manager to handle the building process do i still need to be as hands on so what a what a project manager does mm-hmm. is that they manage they manage risks they they they're able to they're able to see uh potential issues that would happen um and able to to then steer your project to make sure that those don't derail where it is that you're going so if you do have a project manager and you have the budget to be able to hire a project manager i would say yes this will definitely help you on your project i think um it doesn't mean that because you've got a project manager on board then you don't do anything i think it still involved. helps that you are involved um helps uh for you to constantly be communicating what it is that you want make sure your expectations are being met um and i think the process of picking the right project manager is one that you will have to be very hands on so you need to make sure that this person has experience mm-hmm. that experience will help them that will that experience will help in making sure that they understand what the challenges are and help you to navigate and it will definitely make the process much smoother i don't know if i've answered all i think i think all the uh, questions yeah except the part where I, i i don't know how you can answer this one where she says is it a zambian thing or is it universal is it like this everywhere else or is it specific to I think it I think the challenges on uh building projects I mean if you if you google like in what ways do building projects go wrong you get Defined. examples yeah. from from everywhere um and um depending on how depending on how developed the industry is mm. how experienced the professionals are in dealing with the things you'll have varying degrees of what it looks like um but i don't think it's it's just specific to us and i think some of the things that we talk about during the the podcast of making sure you've got contracts in place making sure you have things like being clear on what the different people have to do for you if it's a contractor and things go wrong what what what's going to be the recourse those are things you put in things like agreements which are you use them everywhere in the world to manage those situations but i think the degrees are are different yeah the the next the next part here is somehow related to to the previous uh, uh question yeah it says oh my finding the right team <laughs> yes zandian craftsmen have shown us flames <laughs> from selling materials to terrible work ethic and let me just say i feel your pain <laughs> i i totally feel and understand your pain yeah. and struggle sadly it's it's like this on most uh on a lot of uh, of of building projects where yeah. where the people that you have entrusted to to be part of your team yeah. to 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 work for you yeah uh 
are not doing that. Yeah. Uh, you you hear of stories of of like you said sell, selling material. Yeah. I mean the the moment you turn your back. Yeah. Somebody's it's, just saying, how can I empower myself exactly. from someone else's hard work? It's and and it's sad. And the sad thing is, it's 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 not just it's not just specific to to building projects. Yeah. It's. It's it's in most cases where you have, like I said, you have people who are working for you, yeah. people who should be working for you uh, are on your team, and are not are not doing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was I was on a bus the other day, and uh, the, it stopped at a bus station. A young lady got on, and then she met a friend of hers who was on the bus, and they started talking, mm -hmm. and they started talking about work and. Uh, the, the one of the ladies, uh, one of the girls asked the other one, said, are you still working at, that, at such and such a place? And she said, no, I stopped. Uh, and then she went on to say how she used to steal stuff from work. And she <laughs> was saying it proudly, yes, yes, on the bus. How she, I think, she, I don't know if she was working for a supermarket or a bakery, but yeah, she, she, stopped, she talked about how she stole uh, sugar, uh, cooking oil. <laughs> five liters. I would go five liters cooking or kunyumba. Oh no! <laughs> and clearly, she thought yeah. it was okay because and she's just, confessing yes. it. And how now. that Brian, the other guy, took even more at any chance he got. And but you yeah. see, this is it, it comes down to people supposed to be working. Yeah. And let me see, you know, stealing from yeah. work and doing it proudly. Yeah. Yeah, so well, it's, um, we can't solve all of all of the problems that are there, but hopefully, hopefully somebody will be safe from what we share. I guess what we're trying to say is that we don't have the answers. Yes, or the solutions for all, all the, the problems. It's much bigger. Um, but, but we wish you all the best, and you try to be as hands-on as possible. Yeah, and um, you know, if you're fortunate enough to. To get good people working for you it will be better it will be the better. outcome will yeah. definitely be better very true um, do you want to read this one the next okay question. so our next uh, question that we received um, so some say in the situation I project that my building project will cost 500,000 kwacha but I don't have it now but anticipate that every month I will have 10,000 kwacha to use for the building project would it then be best to wait until all 500,000 kwacha is obtained from me saving 10,000 kwacha per month for 50 months or just build with the 10,000 kwacha every month for 50 months? Heard others argue that if you save up the cost of cement, if you save up the cost of cement today will differ 50 months from now, so your savings will not do justice and might as well build with what you have currently. So I think um, I think this question came from uh, the episode we did on finances, mm -hmm. um, and there are lots of different uh, opinions about finances. I think in answering answering this question, one thing that's good is that the person has identified like okay, I've got this amount of money, and uh, this is how much I can save every month. I think the next step is to um, is to put this money that they have, or or to to look at this money that they have in the context of their project. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So this is where the planning comes in. So obviously, the fact that they don't have all the money right now means that maybe the most viable option is to do it in stages. So then what are the different stages? Like how does this money look like in terms of the different stages? So I'd advise like if you've got enough money to do the foundation, say you can do your foundation, you can do your block work, you can do your floor slab cost that entire stage and make sure that you've got the money to complete that stage because it's better to do it in chunks like that rather than you say, oh, I've just got 10,000, so let's see where 10,000 takes me. But it's not connected in any way to how the building is going. So would it be best, like in in this situation, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, she says she's estimated will cost 500,000. Yes. Uh, and she's saving uh, 10000 every month. Yes. Would it be best then to, let's say, she finds that the foundation yes. stage would take 100000 Yes. She Save saves up, up 100000 and yes. gets that done. Get that, get that done. Have the money for a complete stage. Okay. And this is where... Um, this is where getting advice from professionals as you're planning, you know, as you're getting your designs done, as you're you're getting the costings, having having a professional input at that stage will then help you know that, okay, it's better to break it down in this way, or okay, I've got this amount of money, and then, you know, create a plan based on that. I think that's the... I think that's the most sensible way to do it, okay. rather than saying, "Okay, I've got ten thousand. Let's see how it takes me." <laughs> yes, yes. But in what I'm proposing, you do have to, you do have to do a bit of work in saying, like, "Okay, how much, how much will I have realistically mm-hmm. over this period of time?" And then you can now create a plan that actually ties in with what you you with your particular situation. Yeah. That makes sense. Makes sense. I think so. Yeah, because yeah. I th- I think one of the things that uh, when we when we did do the episode, mm-hmm. um, you kept on asking me. So how much? I did. Remember? Yes. You kept on. Mm-hmm. You were basically fighting. I was. Me. How much? <laughs> <laughs> much. How much? <laughs> this answer is a bit more helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I knew this question would come in. That's why I kept asking. How much? Okay. Yes. All right. So here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We had uh, Chumalo who said, I love the show. Uh, Jeff said, great project. All the best. Also like the great chemistry. It comes across very authentic and natural. Oh, it is. It's it's real. This is real. <laughs> one final question, and in a way, it's related to the other one on uh, on finances. Yeah. It says, "I have always wondered if it's possible to build a semi-detached property bit by bit, yeah. or you have to build it all at once." Yeah. Uh, I want to put up four bed sitters, but the thought of having to finish all four at once is daunting. Yeah. What do they do? Okay, so uh, another one on this is finances, yes. I guess, related yes. to finances, and then how do you how do you plan? So yes, uh, uh, it it can feel daunting to take on uh, such a big project, especially when um, 
you're told, oh, this will cost you this amount, and then you don't, you don't have it. Um, the thing with uh, flats, the the thing with what she's described, the project like bed sitters, mm -hmm. is that usually each unit is the same, looks the same. So then that gives you an opportunity to then do it in phases. Okay. So you can you can do one unit at a time. Um, so again, it comes back to how much planning are you doing that will allow you to see what will be the best approach. Um, and it's important that you communicate to your team early on to mm -hmm. say that, look, um, this is the amount of money that I have or this is the amount of money that... I can put towards this project over this period of time. So you look at it monthly, over um, like like each year, how much can you put? And you get from the professionals, what does this look like in terms of what can be completed? So the easiest, like I said, one of the ways to phase it mm -hmm. is doing one unit at a time. Sure. Because when you complete, you can get rent from, from there, you start getting income yeah. from it, and you start moving in that way. Um, and then you communicate to your professionals, if it's the architect, the quantity surveyor who, who are helping you, communicate that, look, I want to do this in phases. So I want the design to be such that when one is completed, it doesn't look off. Okay. It's still, yeah, still, it looks okay. I, don't, I, I want it in a way that I can build over time, mm -hmm. but then still create an income from it. It still must be in use. Yeah. And if you do it in that way, where from the get-go you think of the planning, mm -hmm. then as, as the designs are being done, then it can be done with, with that in mind. Another way to do it could be that you put in all the services, so like your water, sewer, for all the entire for for the entire flats that can be costed by a quantity survey of how much how much upfront do I have to put um, then you start building the shells of the units isn't it like and then you just connect to so you would already have like your septic tank and soak away is mm -hmm. done to cater for all four mm -hmm. and then as each one is being done it's then connected yeah. but again it's the planning how 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 are you going to plan that and that needs you to have upfront what 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 do you want to achieve who is your who is your market what does that mean in terms of what finishes you need to do for them what rentals you know that background information in terms of these these flats how much can you put and you communicate that to your team and then at that stage they can then create um, a plan that then works for you and your situation uh, speaking of, um, remember when we just started, we had uh, one of the questions talked about having uh, real life and personal experiences yes. incorporated in the in the show. Yes, there was a case uh, relating to, to to the last question. I don't know if you remember. Um, couple came; they wanted yeah. four flats. Yes, uh, designed. Yes, and they wanted to build them at the same time. Yes. Um, you weren't the one who actually designed uh, the, uh, the flats, but they went somewhere else. But the point is, they had one of four flats designed. Those the four flats were designed, and I remember they were using the their their income to have them done to yeah. build them, and they started working on all four at uh, once. Yes, yes. Then they struggled. They, in fact, what happened was that the 
they that they they basically lost their source of income. Yes. Um, uh, lost their job, so yes. they, um, there was no no money coming in. Yeah. So now what they what they then decided to do was to just finish one. Yes. So that they could move in. Yes. And that's what they did. They had one one uh, one of the flats finished, and they moved in. That's where they were staying. And I remember I had a conversation with um, with the husband, and he said starting to work on all four at once was actually a bad idea. Yeah. Because it now what would happen? Was, I think most of them were at roof level. Yeah. And he said, look at this. I've got these three unfinished flats, and this is money that's stuck that I could have used to finish maybe to one. To finish one, and yes. And then also then work on the other one. Yes, yes. So he basically said working on all four at once was not, was yeah. not the best of decisions. Yeah. I think when you're starting, it's really, um, I think, before rushing to get in and get building, it's really being realistic about where it is that you are yeah. and then pacing yourself, especially if it's the first time that you're doing it. Um, if you've got several several units, then trying one will help you understand what, what will be involved in the entire process. Yeah. And it will help you adjust and improve your, your approach for, for the others. And then, of course, money-wise as well, yeah. um, it, it helps make it... It helps make it easier um, and helps you make sure that you complete, but you're still able to get an income from, yeah. from you know, the phases, from the different phases. Yeah. Okay. So that would be, would be my advice on that. All right. And yeah. that's it for the feedback for this. Thank you. Thank you so much to, to everybody who's taken the time to actually... Give us feedback. Um, yeah, feedback on the show. We we love constructive feedback. We love um, the questions as well. That helps us understand ways that people are struggling. Where do they need input? And yeah, we'll be back soon with season two. See you next season. See you next season. An architect and a DJ build a home podcast is a home build Zambia production. Recorded and produced in Lusaka. The show is hosted by Kalenga, he's the DJ, and me, Mpangela, I'm the architect. Video recording by Sharon, music by Bless the Creative, technical support provided by Bless the Creative. You can find us on Instagram at home underscore build underscore Zambia or on our website homebuildzambia.com or contact us by email podcast at homebuildzambia.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>